Hey, hey, hey guys! Welcome to a bonus episode of With Peace and Love. Every first Friday of the month is Friend Feature Friday where I bring along one of my friends or somebody that I've met along my health and wellness journey on for a bonus episode. So just a little bit more of peace and definitely a lot more love. This week on the podcast, we are talking about failing out of Bible college. Can you do that? Fail? Bible college. I don't know. You're going to find out. I'm talking with my best friend and basically my sister, Grace McCurdy, but now Castillo, but once a McCurdy, always a McCurdy is what we say. And yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. There's going to be a ton of laughter. So make sure that you are close to a bathroom so that you don't pee your pants. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, we're here. I'm surprised you didn't interrupt me. We're here with Grace Castillo. <laughs> Grace, say hello to the people. <laughs> hello, everybody. Wow. Okay, so I have to tell everybody the truth. Grace and I actually already recorded this episode last week, and it was a it. The episode was really good, but from my end there, it was a train wreck because people kept calling me, and then my headphones. I it was it was a fat mess. Grace did amazing. So this is actually round two for us, and I feel like your podcast voice podcast voice has just like flourished it has what's the word it's just like <laughs> grown <laughs> i don't know but take two here we go take i'm like two. is my weekly check-in gonna be the same thing i said two weeks ago or is it gonna no. be no <laughs> no because i know you went to like a well tell the people it's time for your weekly check-in what have you done so this week my sister graduated from cosmetology school um it was just a really busy week so that happened And then this weekend, we had a conference at the church that I attend, which is a prophecy conference. And there was, like, Amir Stafati was there, if that's even how you say his name. Um, Charlie Kirk was there. Jack Hibbs was there. Um, Yeah, and there were a few others. And we were leaders for the high school group there. And we served them Chick-fil-A during lunch. And it was just really chaotic. I didn't think that's what you were going to say, actually. No. Well, I didn't – I actually did not sit through, like, one entire session because Lewis was technically, like, on call for the whole thing as well. So it was just – a lot was going on. There were, like, things that needed to be made. Like, I lost my keys during the conference, too. And that was really scary. So I had to backtrack my steps. And they ended up being under the seat that I was sitting in. Thank the Lord. But I only have one key to my Volkswagen, and it was on that keychain. So luckily, we found it. And the weekend after that, on Saturday afternoon, his family, his sister flew in from North Carolina to surprise them for one day. So we didn't know that she was going to be in town and it's the week weekend of the conference. Mm -hmm. We have so much going on and here she is like, surprise, I'm here. You have to see me tonight. Oh my gosh. (laughs) um, Then we went out to dinner with his family and that was fun. Everybody got like these bowls of like all this Mexican food and stuff. And I had chicken tenders. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) By the way, by the way, for all the listeners that, that do not know, Lewis is Grace's husband, by the way. We're not talking about just like, you know, any, just her husband. A stranger. (laughs) Yeah. Stranger danger. Oh my gosh. Well, obviously, that's a crazy weekend. 
it was a crazy weekend. And then yesterday we had a leader meeting for the high school as well, which they're normally like three hours long. So we were dreading them, but we, we were so tired that we didn't even go to church. And I honestly could have stayed in my PJs the entire day, but we had the meeting. That's absolutely mandatory. If you don't go to the meeting, you can't serve. So we Love. go to the meeting and the first thing that's said by the pastor is if this meeting's not over in 10 minutes, I'm leaving. And so I was just like, we definitely could have just stayed in our pajamas. Right, exactly. I would have just gone in my pajamas. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think that would have been appropriate. That would have <laughs> been like, you're out of the ministry. Sweet. <laughs> I'm crying. Well, that is an eventful weekend, and we're about to tell the people about our eventful Bible college journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if you're ready, but hopefully we don't name drop this time. No name drops. (laughs) We will not name drop. We're not going to do that, but we could. (laughs) Um, So basically, I'm going to start with how I ended up at Bible college, which um, led me to going to school of worship, which is where Grace and I met. And then Grace and I will chat a little bit about our time there together, which was obviously wonderful and chaotic and beautiful. And then Grace will talk about her Bible college um, journey that happened after going to school of worship and how she met Lewis. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so basically I, ended up at Bible college because I grew up in a non-denominational church called Calvary Chapel. And um, Calvary Chapel was started in um, California in a city called, or town, a city called um, Costa Mesa. And so they also have a Bible college there that's like a, maybe like a few hours away. That is where a lot of founding people went to and a lot of people at my church that I grew up went to. So I'd heard about it my whole entire life, but I was like, ew, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go to Bible college. Lo and behold, I am humbled to my knees and I find myself at the age of, I think I'm 19 and I am getting accepted into Calvary Chapel Bible College in um, Marietta, California. And so I drive out there by myself. It takes 24 hours to get there. And I drove all through the night. Do I do not recommend that for any any person, you know, male or female. Like that's just not safe. Don't do that. But I got there, and there was a there was a lot of miracles throughout my time at Bible College. But the biggest miracle was I was going into Bible College like believing that I was, you know, gonna go out there not knowing a soul, which is fine. Um, because it really does grow you and mature you as a person because you're like, I have to make friends. Like I have to, you know, come out of my comfort zone and it's good to do that in different seasons of life, but God knew what I needed. And, um, a childhood friend of mine that I grew up like seeing at conferences when all of our youth groups would go to a conference together, her name's Mara. She ended up going to Bible college the same time as me as well as her sister, Mariah. And so I literally saw them there and like, it was amazing because I'd gotten in a day before and her family like totally invited me to come and like hang out with them and stay with them. And it was great because I was out there completely all alone. And so God just had somebody out there looking out for me. And I did one semester of Bible college and it is a two year program, but it's by semester. So there's, you know, the fall semester, the spring semester and, you know, back and forth, whatever. So I um, enrolled in the fall semester and I did really great. I did a lot of fun classes, including like 
um, a worship class. And then obviously Bible college, you're doing a lot of Bible classes. And I have to say, I actually 100, like a thousand percent enjoyed my time there because you're just immersed in the word. You're immersed in learning about the Bible and from different people, which brings different perspectives. And that was my favorite thing. Cause you have favorite teachers, like, I know people lie and they're like, I don't have favorites, but I had a favorite teacher and it was our Romans teacher. We had two of them actually. And they were like an amazing fun duo. So that was really fun. Um, So I was actually on the Marietta Bible College campus for a full year. But instead of enrolling and doing a second semester in the spring, I just worked at the coffee shop there, which was also a really great experience because I learned how to make coffee. I learned I was wired for probably more than six months straight I was wired like I was drinking so much coffee something about I'm sure you can agree with me guys something about bible college makes you I mean I'm sure college too but like Christians love their coffee (laughs) it's true (laughs) and it's always like these like funny like Christian names (laughs) but anyways ours was called coffee for the soul or coffee for no it wasn't it was the overflowing cup but it was also it was it was caffeinating the saints. That was like the motto. You're right. How did you remember that? <laughs> I was just thinking about it the whole time that you were talking, and I was also thinking about how you didn't tell them the year your car was that you drove 24 hours <laughs> overnight to get to California. And what? doesn't matter how many times we record this, Grace is gonna make me bring up the fact that I drove a 2002 Chevy Malibu across states. <laughs> that <laughs> definitely had some hard time turning on <laughs> oh my gosh. okay now i have to go into it because we won't understand chevy malibu's the 2002 version it's very interesting only this version sometimes when you go to turn the car over this was like my achilles heel for at least i think i had the car for four years and it does it randomly there's no way of calculating when it will happen when you go to turn your car over, it decides to lock itself for 10 minutes and you cannot turn over the engine. So you have to leave your keys in the car, clicked all the way on and let it sit for 10 minutes. So I was late to work. I was late to school. I was like doing a lot of yeah. things because I could not, I literally couldn't turn my car on. Like it, there's no, I could not tell you the amount of text messages <laughs> that I would receive that said, my car is not turned on with the crying emoji. <laughs> And also, like, the sparkle. <laughs> also, yeah, I got to add the sparkle. What's so sad is I actually, you brought this up, I blocked that from my memory because thank you to Grace and her sister Summer. They know so much about, like, cars. Like, shout out to their dad for teaching them all this, but they're also just very knowledgeable. I got a new car while I was in, a newer car while I was in California. And, like, I still to this day sometimes just want to cry because my car just turns on when I go to turn it on. That's what a car should do. You're right. I know. You're. I know. But I didn't know that you know life could be so much sweeter. Anyways, ended up working at the coffee shop at Bible College and met a lot of incredible people from Sienna to Naomi and to the wonderful McKenna, um, which leads me to how I ended up at School of Worship. I obviously was in the worship class at. Um, Bible college, but I like to hide my gift under a bush, which is the opposite of the Bible verse. Um, And I love to sing. I love to, you know, worship the Lord through song and through music. And so McKenna knew that. McKenna knew that I was a singer, a songwriter, all of the things. And I'd been um, 
I heard a lot about school of worship. They actually host a conference at the Bible college campus in Marietta. So they came through and like the whole time, like I felt like I was glowing because I was just so happy to be surrounded by these worshipers that came from uh, different parts of the world just to be here for like a few days, just to be together, to fellowship together, um, to like write songs. It was beautiful. And so I was like, I want to go. And then a few weeks later, I like backed out. I was like, I don't want to go. And McKenna was like, listen, if you don't use the gift that you have, you're going to end up disobeying like the Lord. And like, I just need you to know that. And it was like totally out of left field. McKenna is a very sweet, literally one of the sweetest people like that anybody could ever know. And Grace also knows her and she's just so kind, but like the Lord was speaking through her in that exact moment. I will never forget just like the tone of how she's talking to me and like just the seriousness of what she was saying to me. Literally, I went home after my shift at the coffee shop and applied to school of worship that day (laughs) because I was like, okay, I want to be obviously in the Lord's will. And then like a few days later I got in and Grace, like we have to find our, audition videos because it is by the grace of god that i got in with my audition video. seriously i think they might have had my muted or something and just like saw my face and was like sure i guess. like she looks really sweet which grace is very sweet but i don't oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna find mine it's gonna be so embarrassing but i can't wait um so yeah a few months later i packed my bags and all of that is also just another miracle story because I ended up moving with, in with somebody I did not know. Also, again, was I literally ended up being in a place where I knew um, no one or I thought. And then I ended up knowing somebody that went to the church where the school of worship is hosted at, Calvary Coast Mesa. And I knew a few people from Bible college. So it was just like God just really just continued to lead me where I needed to be. And so that is how I met my best friend and my sister Grace at School of Worship. What were we? Class of 2018? 2019? 2018? It was 2018 and 2019 for me. Okay. We we understand. We we literally have notes and I literally said Michelle dropping out of school. So we're gonna get there. Sheesh. Spoiler. Guys, I just want to this. I did graduate from school of worship year one, and that's what matters. <laughs> we have the certificate to prove it. Exactly. Actually, I do. I actually do. Have I was like, where is that? Anyways, that is, I'm pretty sure Grace and I met because um, Christians also just love Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out if you're from California or those states that have in or have In-N-Out. And so I'm pretty sure Grace and I became friends because one day, Everybody, like, the first couple weeks of any school, doesn't matter, Christian or not, like, everyone's trying to get to know each other, figure out who they're going to be friends with, and I saw her, and I was like, do you want to go to Chick-fil-A with us? And she came to Chick-fil-A with us, and then after that, the rest is history. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very so how true. Did, how did you end up at school of worship? So, I went to public school my entire life, and don't get me wrong, I genuinely loved it. But my best friend at the time was a year older than me. And so we had planned to reconnect during college. And she decided that she wanted to go to ASU. So once she applied and got in, I knew that I would be going there after my senior year had ended. Mm -hmm. Um, I even took, you know, a tour and I had family that had graduated from the school as well. So my mind was pretty made up until I took a missions trip to Guatemala the summer right before I started senior year like literally the week before school started and when I came home I had like 
just culture shock. And I was really disappointed by and disgusted by all the people around me at school, just watching Mm. them, you know, serve themselves and be very selfish and have, you know, do drugs, have sex, drinking at parties. And I went through the season where I was really depressed. And the only thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to jump back on a plane to Guatemala with a one-way ticket because I found out that my life was so fulfilled just serving the Lord Mm -hmm. um, instead of just being here and doing my day-to-day, even having, like, the necessities in life, like food and water and clothes and a roof over my head. Like, I genuinely just wanted to go back to the missions field. So I soon realized that I didn't want to go to ASU anymore. I wanted to do something else. I wanted to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I had asked the people that I was serving with at my church that I went to, like where they could recommend me to go. And at this point, I was already doing worship. And so they said they've all went to this program in Costa Mesa called School Worship. And I didn't know where that was. So I Googled it. And it turns out it's only like 25 minutes from where I grew up living. So I prayed about it. I applied and then I got accepted and I went. So that's what I did after high school. I remember when I got the email that I was accepted when I was going to pick up my sister from school or something. Mm -hmm. And I just like saw on my phone, there was a notification saying like, you've been accepted to school worship. And I just cried and I knew like I was so excited to go and I was just really hopeful uh, for the future and hopeful for what life after high school would be like for me, like for the first time. I was so stressed out trying to figure out, okay, what's next after I graduate. So it was just really good to be accepted to some place and know, okay, this is where the Lord's sending me. And I knew that I could serve him through worship. So yeah, that's how I got into school worship. And have we explained to them like what school worship is or not really? Oh, no. They, the people don't know. <laughs> the people need to know. Yeah, you can tell them. So school worship is typically a nine-month program, and the two semesters are split up by a super long Christmas break. Thank the Lord. Thank goodness. I'm sorry, but it's needed. <laughs> sorry. That break was like a month and a half. Yeah, the um, break almost makes you not want to come back. Like, in general, like, that's just, like, school. Like, you're just like, yes. I'm good. <laughs> right. It's a really long Christmas break. Yeah. And I just went in head first, basically had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I expected was to get better at singing. And even then, I don't even think I got better at singing. <laughs> but I think I matured in my voice in different ways than mm-hmm. I, like, knew I could. And... School started at the most ideal time. It was Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1. Like, who doesn't want to be a part of that schedule? (laughs) (laughs) And literally, the students came from all over the United States and internationally. I know the first year, we had students from Switzerland, Mexico, Israel. I'm sure there's more, but I can't think of them. And McCall and I met, like she said, very early into the year and we hit it off. I don't remember the exact date or location where we met, but (laughs) I think we met because we were like at the bottom of like the talent list at school (laughs) worship. (laughs) 
we're about to be voted off the show. We're about to be headed home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, if it was a voice audition, like, oh my no gosh. chairs are turning. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> That's so bad. That's such a good analogy, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just, like, on. You're giving it your all, and you don't get anything out of that. Not even Blake Shelton. It's like, no one's turning around. <laughs> no one's turning around. I, did, I, I Honestly, we wouldn't have even made it up to the stage. Oh my gosh, but no. <laughs> I'm kidding. But Carl is an amazing singer. And the assignment that everybody had to do, we had lots of assignments. But the ones that I couldn't do was basically anything music related. So <laughs> there was a songwriting class, which I hated. McCall, you did great in it. But we literally had to write a song every week. I think we had to do like journal entries daily oh. to try to make a song by the end of the week. And I would literally write songs about like nachos. Like oh, I am yeah. just not a songwriter. <laughs> we so. you have to find those so I can post them on for this for when the podcast goes up because I think you were gonna die at like what you would write. Because Grace would literally yeah. write like what was she wrote about literally what was happening in front of her. It was basically a journal entry, but there was absolutely no way a song was coming out of it. Where people would like consistently have excellent, like music worthy, radio worthy songs coming out weekly oh but yeah. then there i was with oh my, my dog named carmel just pooped in the house you know <laughs> i'm shook i mean i think like because we definitely all had the thing about the schools is like it's not just about music the first um okay so it's nine months i don't know the four the first like four three and a half months like is more focused on getting us like the fundamentals of the Bible and kind of like building like our foundation of like mm-hmm. why because a lot of people go to that school to become worship leaders or to be in ministry in in some kind of way. So they were really building our foundation, which by the way, I was super immature and I was like, I don't really like this, but I was like, I've already paid for this. Like I need to continue this this journey. But it was hard the first few months because I just come out of going to Bible college and I was like, I've studied the Bible for the past six months. I just don't want to do it again. But you know, after that, after a very long winter break, we did dive more into like the music aspect. But everybody had different like strong suits and like my strong suit may have been um, songwriting because like that's what I'm what I'm passionate about but Grace I feel like really did really well at the I mean you did really well at all of it but like she is so you're she's so like studious when it comes to the Bible and she's also really good at explaining I think the Bible in like a more down-to-earth way and and not in a way that like sugarcoats it but like in a way that people can like have bite-sized pieces and actually understand what she's trying to com- communicate about what the Lord is saying. And so I think that's always been like Grace's, like it's literally her gift and um, something that, you know, is just a part of her. That's really sweet. So I feel like the first few months I thrived because I mm-hmm. like in museums and stuff or when you're taking a tour, like mm-hmm. I'm the first one behind the tour guide, just like soaking it all in. Mm-hmm. And I think the practical side of things I didn't necessarily thrive in. I'm very grateful that I put myself into, like, everything, though. Like, you know, yeah. we also had these lab classes where you could choose what kind of instrument you wanted to learn. 
So me only playing like maybe half of a week of piano decided <laughs> that I should go take the, um, what is it? Advanced piano class. <laughs> yeah. And that I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Me and Lena. Uh-huh. Love and that. that sent me. That was so good though, because like I just learned really fast and I learned, you know, a little bit about drums and a lot about bass. Like I know the fundamentals to every instrument, but I did really enjoy mm-hmm. the what it means to be a worshiper rather than like this is what worship looks like practically. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'll carry that with me forever because what, you know, I had thought worship was is you just go stand on stage and share your gift. And there's no doubt that everybody that went to the school worship has that gift, you know, that, mm-hmm. that God-given ability and natural gift to just sing and worship. But what it means in your heart to worship is a whole nother thing, you know? Like, if you're not spiritually fed or spiritually there, your worship isn't going to be great, <laughs> just to yeah. put it out, like, blatantly. Like, no one's going to be able to be like, wow, that, that girl's, like, really all in. Like, you just have to be there with the Lord as well. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking water? Oh my gosh. I literally <laughs> was like, okay, no one's going to hear this. I said to myself just now, no one's going to hear this. I'm sorry. Um, my throat is dry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Anyways. Also, yeah. Also, I just need to tell everybody that where I get my obsession, everyone thinks that it's me and I've given the obsession to other people. I never had an obsession with drinking water or having a water bottle on me at all times until I met Grace, um, which leads me into our choir days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, but let me say this. So we had choir days and then you could you can explain it, but we would have to be singing for we would do two services at yeah. church. And we'd be up at the crack of dawn. Like, the sun yeah. was not even up when we would have to go to church. Right. And so we would have to be on like stage. Like, using your like... flashlight to watch <laughs> into the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it felt. I'm like, is anyone here to turn a light on? Because I can't see. Yeah. Anyways, our choir days were very long and strenuous. And so Grace would literally bring a water bottle on to the stage with her. I'm yep. sure somewhere somebody can find... Um, like a video of grace just taking a big old sip of water (laughs) in front of like thousands of people yeah like is he worthy is singing everybody's into it and you just see me like do a little bit of a squat and take a sip of water and stand back up i'm absolutely i'm crying but anyways we have to tell the people we have to give them a little bit of like a a look into what like school worship looked like for us and for I feel like our greatest burden with peace and love was choir. (laughs) That and guitar class. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. I feel like, okay, so choir for anybody, obviously nobody knows unless some of our old classmates are listening to this. We, we would um, perform as a school once a month at the church that was hosting the school um, mm. and we would do a choir. And so first of all, Grace and I weren't even in the same. So obviously you have sopranos, altos, and then whatever the guys are, you know, the, the tenors, the baritones, the tenors, whatever. Right. So obvi- I don't know why I decided that I was going to be in the sopranos because we always had the hardest notes to- and then Grace was in the altos. 
And it was just, it was a burden to bear because they were long days. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure none of, barely none of the teachers noticed. I skipped towards the end. I started skipping a lot of choir practices. Yep, you did. I just started sneaking You're out. Like, it like, looks no. like it's around like 12 o'clock. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, every Monday. I've, oh my, Monday, we didn't have school on Monday. Tuesday that's right (laughs) it was every Tuesday and I just started getting in the habit of leaving but anyways they were long days and then Sundays what time did we have to be there on Sunday I don't know it felt like 2 a.m seriously it was but it wasn't and by the way guys I lived across the street from Mm -hmm. the church so I walked over which I don't understand why didn't you pick me up that's the question of the day I didn't pick you up because I wanted to be on time (laughs) <laughs> no, no. I'm sure that you were late just as many times as me, <laughs> if no. not more. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, guys, I lived across the street. What? I'm upset. I'm like, wait, why didn't Grace just pick me up? I would still somehow be late, guys. I was literally a two-minute just strut across the freeway, and I was like – I also refused to be on time. I was like, listen, we're going to have to be there at probably 5.30 in the morning. Our first service was at like 9? It was at 8.30? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't remember. I've literally closed that part of my, my brain off because just being up that early – was not it for us. But anyways, that's where I got my obsession with water is from the choir days. But let's talk about me flunking out of guitar class. <laughs> <laughs> and me flunking out of guitar class as well. I don't think that you flunked. No, probably like a D-ish, but that's no. fine. So no. everybody that went to school worship, minus maybe like six of us, had been playing guitar for the better half of their life. Yeah, like, since they no were born. joke out of the world. Yes, exactly. And then there's us. And it's like, what is a G chord? You know? Mm-hmm. And it was just very interesting, to say the least. And Scott, never mind, we're not name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We've tried so hard to not. It's fine. Okay. Shout Scott. out to Scott Cunningham, though. I love him. <laughs> He was awesome. Scott he is was our, like, by the way. He was like the scholarship dad, mm-hmm. the director, essentially. And anyways, he was just really sweet. And we would make him laugh with the chords that we tried to play. Yeah. That's for sure. We definitely did give some of our, te- some of our teachers, not all of them, but Most. some of them a giggle because they, they found Grace and I humorous because separately, we're funny. But together, we are a dynamic duo of laughter. Yeah. Because we just like to play off of each other. So it's just like, it's so bad for the teachers. They're like, they literally would look at us and it was just like, yeah, we're not paying attention. Yeah. And we're very sarcastic as well. Yeah. Like, it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. But I don't think Grace flunked out, but I, because I was immature at the time refused to play guitar grace had already been playing a little bit she had actually brought her own guitar to school i had to borrow one from the school and honestly they were always reserved when Wasn't i didn't it like try. red yeah i always <laughs> wanted the red one i was like i need a taylor swift guitar right she had a red guitar right i think so i wanted to be taylor swift in that moment and i took it home and i played one chord and I said I'm done <laughs> and I took it back and I never rented a guitar again I was like I don't want to do this yeah so I was immature and I flunked out of the class and I do regret it to this day because I 
you can take <laughs> guitar with you anywhere to minister to anybody and just to like it's all around a good time you cannot haul a piano which is what i was trained in all around town you can't do that you can't but recall there is a plus you can take a triangle everywhere Thank so you. you were in good hands. <laughs> Thank you for that. Literally, oh my gosh. Yeah, great. Thanks. I don't even know how to play that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that's pretty much, you know, our school worship story. It was kind of. You're missing the whole second year part, but that's Oh, fine. yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking about our time together at school. We, we graduated <laughs> together, so our 2018 class, and then we went into something called Next Nine, which should be for nine students, with peace and love. I don't mean that in any way, but it's for a select few, and I think there was 15 people in our class for the Next Nine. Yeah, I shouldn't have been accepted. Absolutely. That's not true. That's not true. Grace did wonderful. And she actually, get this guys, completed the full next nine year. I did not. I actually dropped out after the winter break. I told you guys, the winter break's too long. And like, like, I can't do this anymore. No. What happened is, is that I got called to um, just like a better position at my job. And I was like, I am done with school. And I'm not, I wasn't going to put my all into it. I was tired. I was exhausted. And I was like, I'm going to be done. It was a hard decision to make. I think a lot of people um, at the school, and I mean like teachers and like higher up people, like didn't respect me for the decision that I made. But I remember like your parents were really proud of me. Like I remember that moment when I told them that I was dropping out. And like your mom was like, good for you. Like I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what gave me the confidence like that I was making a good decision because like somebody an adult older than me and also a parent was like you're doing what you need to do and so I dropped out but Grace you can tell them about your experience at next time which is like a continuation of the first year program yes but the next nine is a little bit more practical so Mm -hmm. a lot more hands-on like worship practice stuff like that and right so I applied the last couple months of the first year I think when everybody else did and we basically all got in and in between the summer of the first and second year I went on a missions trip to Africa it was about a month and in Uganda I realized that I literally just wanted to serve the Lord by just being more hands-on all hands in it didn't have to necessarily look like worship and not saying that like it won't ever not be worship either because I, I just know that like I'm capable of doing more than just worship. And so are you like, mm-hmm. we're able, we're not just confined to doing worship. And so when I got back from Africa and I started the second year, it was, like I said, just a lot more practical and I was missing the classes that we had to do that were more like, Bible classes and were more about the heart of worship and what it looks like to be a worshiper, like in both spirit and truth. And so I wanted more of the Bible college kind of atmosphere. So then I had done some research about what Bible college to attend. And I ended up attending another Bible college. Mm -hmm. And this one's called Calvary Bible Institute in Mm -hmm. Yucca Valley. And so I finished my second year of school worship 
by the grace of God, <laughs> by the grace, <laughs> went to CPI and finished that year also by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you, Bible college was just really, I don't know, like the best word to describe it, but it was, it wasn't that it was chaotic, but it was a lot. Like there mm-hmm. was stuff happening every single day. Like your body's on over, over capacity load. And we had classes that started at 8 a.m. And they didn't even end till about like nine at night. Ugh. So that's more than a 12 hour day. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I loved it. I genuinely soaked up all the classes that we had. And some of them were... I could have done without, but most of them I loved. Like your school was a two-year program, mine was mm-hmm. a one-year program, which so is kind of a lot. Yeah, because you're squishing a lot. lot. Yeah. So that means we're going through the entire Bible with Chuck Smith in a year, and that was a lot. So, so it was one of the hardest years of my life for sure, and I was stretched in more ways that I didn't even think were possible. And the first week of school, I was told that I needed to check my heart and reasoning for being there because I might not be called to ministry. And I was genuinely destroyed by that. Mm -hmm. I remember I called you, I called my parents, and I was just like hyperventilating in tears. And everybody was kind of in agreement that I should pick up everything and leave. (laughs) And it wasn't that they were like, you can't do it. It was just that like, you know they have no right in telling you that yeah (laughs) so I prayed about it of course but I was really hurt by that and Mm -hmm. I realized that I'm not someone that serves man's opinion and I serve a God who identifies me and who calls me who uses me despite my flaws and my shortcomings so with that I grew this unity with the Lord because I just kept hearing him say let me defend you I know who you are and you are called here. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that, you know, this person could just define me anymore. Like that was so freeing to realize that I serve a God who knows me better than I know myself, better than any administer could know myself as well or administrator. I don't even know. It's kind yeah. of a long day. But anyways, um <laughs> continue (laughs) are we getting a little dry throat you're making fun of me for taking a sip of water but i really need a sip of water yeah Hmm. now you know how it feels it's like i do and i'm chewing gum like nothing's helping no it doesn't help it doesn't help i'm telling you sorry guys quick break i don't know how podcasters do it like i do not know how i don't hear them take a sip of water because my throat is so dry sahara doesn't dry yeah (laughs) Totally. <laughs> Anyways, back into your story. Anyways, so the literally the only reason I was able to stay at CBI was because I knew that the Lord had called me there. I had dealt with a lot of other things that year as well that other people didn't have to deal with. A lot of personal things, like my grandfather died. I was mm-hmm. also battling endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting by the side of a toilet and going to the hospital and just a lot of personal problems that no one else really had to go through. So there was just a lot in there. Mm -hmm. And I got so burnt out because I was also leading worship at the local church and the old folks home that was right next to the school about four times a week. And I was so ready for a break. Mm -hmm. Like I was just done. 
And we did get a break because the plague, a.k.a. COVID-19, came oh to America gosh. and shut down the school. So, although we got Prayers answered. Seriously. <laughs> although we shut down, like, we still were on this, like, track to graduate in June still. Mm-hmm. So, that meant that we were going to have to finish our chuck tracks, which meant at least four hours a day at home. So praise the Lord for Blue Letter Bible because I read all of Chuck Smith's notes and I finished going through the Bible with him. But the students were given the choice to come back after like a month or we could continue doing the classes through Zoom. And I opted for the Zoom. So I finished Bible college. But right before we got shut down, I started dating this guy named Lewis and let me just tell you that we were not interested in each other at all like he was praying that lord would it not be that person over there <laughs> like i wasn't even on his radar he wasn't on mine like mm-hmm. i was almost 100% confident that i was going to marry someone that was back at home mm-hmm. and we were just close friends me and lewis and we ended up you know starting to flirt and then he was very straight up with me sat me down on a bench at the school and said hey so I like you how do you feel and I I was just used to guys playing games with me so I didn't I was very taken by surprise and since he was so upfront with me I think it was like wow like this guy literally wants to pursue me like no questions asked his intentions were great and he's just one of my friends like of course, I would love to be with someone with this kind of personality for the mm. rest of my life. Yeah. So um, we started dating, and he spent a lot of time with me and my family during COVID. Um, he would be at my house like three to four times a week, and he drove like an hour away every time to see me. Mm. So seven months later into dating, we got engaged. And seven months later after engagement, we got married. And now we're in our second year of marriage. And so I did, in fact, go to the bridal college. You did. <laughs> you did. I literally, like, just bugged. My eyes just bugged out of my head. The fact that you guys have been married for two years. I'm, like, blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. Yep. I'm like, how does that even happen? Yeah. How does it happen? That's absolutely crazy. I mean, okay, so we have assumptions that that you I think I I just have two so do you want to go first and these are like assumptions that people submitted about kind of like bible college so do you want me to go first with my two or do you want to go first you go first okay so one assumption that got sent in was that everybody that goes to bible college has to be saved like has to be a christian essentially do you agree with that or yes or no Yes, because, well, I don't know about your school, but they made me, like, basically sign, like, a mission of, or, like, a statement of faith, Mm -hmm. and also, like, kind of go over, like, what I believe for who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is, you know, Mm -hmm. the gifts of the Spirit, the rapture, stuff like that, so I do think that you do go through a process of, okay, is this person actually, like, biblically sound, are they saved, because they're isn't really any point in going and learning so much about the Bible. Like if Mm. you're not, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's like a difficult question. So I'm going to try to answer it quickly because I think they want 
people that are going to the to Bible colleges and school worships to be saved, but I don't want that to deter anybody who's not because that's like the best place to be saved. When I was there, um, and I did like my first year at Bible college, I basically like, I wouldn't say rededicated because I rededicated my life when I was 14 when I realized what it was to actually be a Christian, but I just had like a moment with God where I was like, I am not like actually walking with him. So I think like they want people to be coming in obviously with the mindset of they want to learn more about God and they want you to, to have a relationship of some sort with God. But I'm being honest, not everybody is actually a Christian. Sorry. Like I'm not trying to be Mm -hmm. rude, but that's just the truth. And God is the only one who knows our hearts and our minds. But I think that like, People can, you can write down whatever you want for whatever, but that doesn't mean that you actually believe it. So totally, I don't know. It's, it's a hard assumption to, to answer, but, um, the next one is, is it even worth it? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Um, I don't know. What do you say? Yes or no? Is it worth it? Like price wise? Absolutely. Is it worth it experience wise? I thought you were going to say no. Like for money. I was like, no, (laughs) No, I honestly think it is worth it. It just depends, like, for me and where I went, like, I knew that if the Lord didn't tell me, like, Grace, this is where you're going, and I will be with you, I would not have made it through the year. So I definitely think it's more of, like, a calling. Mm -hmm. And if you feel called, then absolutely it's worth it to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, obviously, money-wise... It, it was worth it. It's really not. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but it wasn't even that expensive. And it, right. both of our Bible colleges, not at school of worship, like food and like also like Boarding. lodging. Yeah, was right. provided. And it like wasn't even more than, mine wasn't even more than five grand like for yeah. a semester, which is like nothing in comparison. And it's not about the money because it, as you're saying, like it is a calling. And I think it's like, in, it's an experience and yes. if it's like an experience that you need to have to grow in your life and, and have a better relationship with God, then absolutely it's going to be worth it. But if you're just to, to do it, to do it, no, it's not going to be worth it because right. it's kind of a waste of time if you're not called to that. So right. Those were my assumptions. I agree with that. And I also think like it's definitely difficult while you're there, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's stretching, mm-hmm. but those were some of the best years of my life you know and looking back I wish I could do them again and again and again to have the same you know experience like they were great experiences I would say it's worth it so one of the assumptions that I got was you know everything by the end Mm, no (laughs) (laughs) still can't play the guitar (laughs) no no, also because, like, the Bible, if it's just, like, more Bible college-centered, the Bible is, like, living and breathing. Like, that's what right. we believe as Christians. And so, like, there's – you can go through the Bible a thousand times. Like, a lot of people go right. through the Bible once a year. And I've done that, like, before in the past. And, like, every time I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a new discovery. So, yes. no, you're not going to know everything by the end of school or even by the end of reading your Bible now. Oh, so, so true. And, like, what I would say to that, too, is I went through a season 
right after Bible college where the devil definitely was like, Grace, you don't need to spend time in your word because you do know a lot. And he Mm. tried to keep me from my personal devotion from the Lord. But it is so important and so vital um, for you to be reading the word. It will only help you grow. You'll never reach a point where you know everything about God. And he's so good to have us continue to search for him wholeheartedly. So I loved what you said. Um, And then another one, another assumption that I got was that it's expensive. And we kind of already went over that one. It's not. (laughs) It's not. It's not expensive. And I'm not trying to like, also, they're usually, because I don't want to make anybody feel bad because expensive to like one person may be expensive to somebody else. When I went, it, I don't know, it wasn't expensive to me. Like I was willing to pay the cost that it took because I knew that I was supposed to be there. But also right. just know, like, if it if you are looking at a Bible college and it looks expensive, they're really good about helping you. Or, like, if you're in, yeah. like, a church, like, you could even ask them to sponsor you if you're planning yes. on coming back and actually being in the ministry. So, like, it doesn't look expensive, but we all are in different, you know, states when it comes to money or different areas when it comes yeah. to money. So definitely there's, you know, there's help out there if this is something that you're called to and you want to go. So great yeah. point. Okay, I have two more. So there are teachers that are half Christian. Mm, I can't. Okay. So again, it's like, we don't know anybody's actual heart. Like people can say what they want and write what they want. And so mm-hmm. like, to be honest, the, an- the the short answer is yes, because I've been a half Christian before in my life. And you know, that might come another day when I'm like that again. Um, we all fall and we have all have seasons of just like doubt or we're just not actually practicing what we preach. So the sad and unfortunate answer is actually yes. Yeah, no, totally. And I would say to that too, is just, you have to use discernment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't agree with everything that some of the teachers said Mm -hmm. or believed. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like I have my own convictions at the end of the day. And there comes a time where you can just respectfully disagree or just keep it to yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And you're everything. to do so in the scriptures. Like, you're, you are supposed to search the scriptures for mm-hmm. yourself so you can have a relationship with the Lord. It's not your pastor's relationship for yourself. Like, he wants to know you personally. Mm-hmm. So you need to search scripture for yourself. Yeah. And the last one that I got was Bible college is boring. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I don't know what you think, but it's not because it's like it's filled with people and people come from different walks of life. Just like when we had school worship, how you're saying we had international students. It was the same. My Bible college and just it's just different people like from Tennessee. They were from like freaking Kentucky. I'm like, who's from Kentucky? Like, you know, so we're just like all in one space, just like telling each other about just how we live our lives on a daily basis back at home. So it's, it's definitely not boring. I don't know about you, but yeah, I think too, like with your mindset, like you Mm -hmm. can definitely make it boring. Like, of course it's hard to listen to Chuck Smith for four hours. Is he an amazing teacher? Yes. I love listening to him, but there were days where I was like, I'm not feeling it. So I think that it could be boring if you have the mindset of today, sucks yeah absolutely <laughs> it's it's true it's all about mindset and if you go into it with like I want to have a good time and I want to learn and I'm open to learning you're gonna be just fine you're yeah be- you'll get and you'll get out of it what you like want you know yeah it's it's up to you yeah what you put into it 
Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, you don't understand. Like, Grace, we did it. We actually did. We did it. Might have to under edit 50. out the middle. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, Grace, we've got to be under 45. But you know what? If we have things to say and the people need to hear it, that's fine. I'm just so proud of us because we've done it. You're my second um, guest on the podcast. And I'm yes. so, I'm so pumped that we finally got to do this and that people are going to hear it. <laughs> yes. I'm pumped. Okay, well, um, I want to host for like five more minutes. Oh my gosh! Okay, you I'm have just two. Kidding. I have you a have one question for minutes. you, McCall. <laughs> oh no! The people need to know. Need to know so, what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with this on the spot. So. Oh my gosh! I'm terrified. You are not ready for the day without blank. Tell us. Oh. Wait, do you know the answer? No. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Um, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my goodness. I, this is, I am not an unspoiled person. Um, honestly, earrings. If I don't have my hoops ready to go, I can't leave Yeah. Them. I can almost, like, every time I get a gift from you, I'm just like, it's earrings. And I'm so happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm so predictable. I'm like, you're getting earrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for letting me have my host <laughs> host moment. Your your two seconds of hosting. I mean, yep. I'm sure that you'll be back, guys. Grace, like I said, is my sister and my best friend. So I'm sure that I'll ba- have her back on maybe even just for like a regular fun episode where we'll just dive into more of our health journeys and where we are. But Oops. thank you. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Or we should have them decide if we should do a bachelor recap. <gasps> oh, yes. That's what we want to do. Okay. Actually, no, we're going to do that. We're going to do a bachelor <laughs> recap because I am going to get back into watching it with Grace for when that starts in January, right? Yep. Zach the okay. Bachelor. Okay. So we will actually scratch that. We will be doing a bachelor recap. And trust me, it'll be fun because Grace and I th- see things from totally different perspectives when it comes to The Bachelor. We are never on the same page. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. I feel like I'm always the odd one out. Like, I always like that person that everybody hates. Yes. So, it's true. Really weird. <laughs> but anyways, with peace and love, thank you for having me on. <laughs> with peace and love, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.